Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's radio broadcast of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. We are live, of course, unless you hear a disclaimer at the beginning that says it's an encore presentation. We're live and I'm taking your calls from the through the studios at Calvary Calvary Aurora Grace FM, uh, and that's going to include uh, everyone on Hope FM, Truth FM. Uh, always encourage you guys to call. Your calls from the East Coast uh, are always a blessing to us. Um, <clears throat> wherever you wherever you are, let's grow together in grace, uh, and we are. Open, ready for your calls, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. Text me, uh, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897, that's the text line. Uh, of course, we use the text line uh, when you know we're waiting for calls. Uh, and let me get my call screen up here. Otherwise, we'll never see you guys call in. Uh, let me make sure that is loaded. So we got that all, David. I'm loading it up, and it looks like there's already a call. So glad that I pulled it up. Uh, let's jump right to the phone lines. Anthony's in Castle Rock, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Anthony. Hey, good afternoon, Ed. Good afternoon. What's up? Hey, um, so... Something kind of well disturbing happened to, to my wife's family, and they're they're non-believers. They they believe in a in a in a cult, and okay. my wife tries to bounce ideas off of me, and I try and give her very scriptural and, and and biblical answers to things, and trying to help my wife answer some of those questions that she has from the Bible, and 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 kind of deal with some of this stuff, and and. The, the the question I have is how do you how do you talk to somebody about what's going on when their their beliefs are that askew or and and how do you I guess how do you how do you convince them that that's not actually what's going on and I guess the the what is it going on is they they had someone contact them that said that their their deceased father was was contacting them from beyond the grave and was giving great examples of of what was going on in each of their lives and, and kind of giving warnings and different things and uh was trying to tell my wife that you know that's that's not something god or the holy spirit would do it's, it's not born out of fear it wouldn't be wouldn't be done that way and it wouldn't be done through a ghost it would be done actually through through you know through the holy spirit through an angel it wouldn't be done through through a person um uh it doesn't work that way and so just some advice and also just a prayer request. 
Well, you know, the it's a hard situation. Um, you got in-laws, you have false beliefs, and then you have this desire. This What's being tapped into is that emotional desire to want to know what's after life, want to have conversations with someone that's deceased. And, you know, you got there's a lot of landmines there to get to the truth. But, you know, I, I think time, you know, in no particular order, timing is everything, right? We're going to want the right timing because the whole goal is for them to receive and make their own independent decision. So instead of arguing, arguing doesn't usually get us there, but persuasion does. And when when we think of persuasion, you know, we we think of timing, carefulness, um, things that would uh, be in a position so that they would receive what you say and not just immediately be defensive, although they will. Um, uh, so you've got your work cut out for you. You know, really, we need the Holy Spirit to pave a way into their hearts and minds to um, yeah. prepare. You know, you need a John the Baptist, you know, to prepare the way. But once <laughs> once you do, though, like you just, you got to tell them the truth, you know, that the, they need to hear the truth a hundred different ways, it sounds like, so that, because you want to be careful, right? Because you don't, it could be easily perceived that you're, you aren't, you're not caring, you're not gentle, you don't care about their grief, you know, the there there are a lot of pitfalls that have been set up. The enemy's very sly. I was just thinking of this. Um, I'm looking at a uh, teaching at a conference here very soon, and I was thinking of this word um, schemes. You know, I think in James, I think it's James that talks about us, that we, we aren't ignorant of his devices. Uh, I think um, in another translation, it's schemes as well and in second yeah so it was second corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 it says now whom you forgive anything i also forgive for if indeed i've forgiven anything i've forgiven that one for your sakes lest satan should take advantage of us we're not ignorant of his devices um and so that there's a there's a web woven around your in-laws that you may or may not be you know you may or may not even be the tool that's used in their life but if you do get an audience You've just got to tell them straight up that someone's trying to take advantage of their weakness and their hurt and their pain, and it ticks you off. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's what I was... I, I think I effectively got that through to my, my wife in, in a way, um, you know, trying to describe to her in, in, in not so many words of just saying, you know, you know if, if that's real, right, then... Why would the dead care what what we're doing, right? Because the the sin and, and the pain and, and everything is washed away. Part of the pain is is seeing what's going on. We is is the pain of the mental pain, right? So we've got physical pain, mental pain, and, and everything else. So why would we continue to look down and be in pain to see what our loved ones are doing? So why would your dad continue to look down and see and be in pain? That's that's not an ideal place of of heaven. That's not what Jesus promised. Is, is heaven is going to be like, and I said, you know, the, 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 to be absent in the body is to be present in the Lord, which means that once we're there, we, we have no more cares of, of this earth, and, and, and trying to put that in her perspective, and uh, the, the one I really fear for is, is her sister that kind of got this message and is now repeating it, and she has uh, uh, really no faith and is, is latching onto it and reading into it, and, and so just trying to kind of guard my wife as much as I can as well, right? It's, I'm trying to shut down some of those 
those oh, those openings and and trying to shut some of those down as best I can. And even though she's she's not a a believer of just trying to keep her going in that direction of 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 biblical sense and and trying to relate everything back to that. And hopefully she asks more questions and 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 goes that direction. I, and I do think you approached it the right way as well. In light of the, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna minister to the people that respect and receive the most from me first. You know, I'm going to deal with my own family first. I want to establish our own beachhead, if you will, in our own home and work my way out in concentric circles so that at least my home is rooted in the truth. And And at the same time, I, I do think it's an opportunity um, to speak into the grief, um, to speak into the hurt, to even <clears throat> maybe one of the times is, you know, I just know we're hurting so much. Can 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 I pray for you? Can... You know, might be a time for a great gift uh, book on grief that has nothing to do with the difficulty, right? Because the difficulty has a will will have the tendency to get all the attention, and so we're we're giving it a lot of attention. But there's also underlying things that that are being taken advantage of, and so this could be a good opportunity just to speak to the grief at one time, or just to speak to the loss, or speak to the the pain. Um, not just the problem. Yeah, thanks, Pastor. I, I looked up a bunch of stuff as well. They were all of the, the whole family kind of got involved with a. Well, maybe we should contact a medium and all that. And I immediately <laughs> kind of talked to my wife and said, "Please, whatever you do, do not. Please, do not do that." And 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 right away, kind of got some some good passages of and and some I remembered. I couldn't remember the exact verses, but the story of Saul and. Just some oh, of that yeah. stuff of don't, please don't do that, and and that's not we're not supposed to be doing that, and and please don't, and it's not good, it's not it's not right, and just because you ask for a spirit to show you something doesn't mean that it's a good spirit that's going to show you something. So please don't. No, that's agreed, I mean so. you couldn't you couldn't have said it best. That's uh, you couldn't <clears throat> have said it better. That's um, that's that's very true. So if I could just a uh, prayer request for for my family and my wife's family and just uh, some discernment there. And, and hopefully uh, somebody, if, it, if it, anybody, especially the Holy Spirit, comes on, on them and can give them some guidance and hopefully that someday they get saved. That would be such a blessing. Father, I do pray for this family uh, and the challenges that uh, you know are, uh, have been posed by loss and pain and the vulnerability that is now uh, so evident, but in in vulnerability, the enemy likes to take advantage of that. In vulnerability, God, I know that you speak into pain, uh, you speak into uh, difficulty, and I I pray for the salvation of this family and how you've already placed, um, you've already placed believers in this family, and so I pray for the seeds of the gospel uh, to um, to flourish, to be watered to increase, and I, I pray for protection during this crisis, um, because I, this is a crisis right now, and I pray that you would um, put a, a sense of, um, uh, what's the word, Lord, the stability and protection uh, on this family, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Ed. Okay, stay in touch. Bye-bye. Okay. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000.
Uh, you know, it's just super difficult, super challenging. Um, you know, that it, it ticks me off and maybe not so much. Um, I can't speak for Anthony, um, but it, it ticks me off that people would take advantage of, and people do take advantage of hurting people uh, in such a, a vulnerable, um, in such a vulnerable way. Um, it's just, it's just difficult to hear. Um, so, all right, let's go back to the phone lines. Dustin in Denver, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. I was just curious. I have, you know, I think this is one of those things where until you hear someone say something about it, you never really think about it. But yes. I was curious what happened with Jesus after he died on the cross and then until they discovered the tomb was empty and he had kind of revealed himself in his new glorified body. Um, yes. You know, I heard someone one time say that because of the judgment from our sin that he actually went to hell and, like, conquered hell in that time and, you know, established his uh, supremacy or, um, you know, divinity over hell and then went to heaven. And then I even one time heard a pastor say that he believed that when Jesus comes back, even people that are in hell will be given a chance when they, you know, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, that, that they will get another chance to accept Jesus as their Savior and still go to heaven. Well, the last part of that is definitely not true. It's a false t- teaching known as universalism. Uh, and that everybody's going to get the same chance no matter how they live, and they're going to get second chances. And, you know, a form of universalism uh, was, is, still exists in the Roman Catholic Church today in, in their false teaching of purgatory, where you go to a temporary place and you could be bought out or prayed out or uh, a variety of, of different ways they raised money in the, to build the Vatican um, and to build the structures of Roman Catholicism using that teaching. Um, but it's not true. It's not true that you get a second chance. The Bible couldn't be clearer. It's appointed once for a man to die, and then the judgment. So this is the time that you and I have to make a decision in response to the conviction of the Holy Spirit in receiving the forgiveness of sins. Uh, no second chances. Now, to your first um, <clears throat> to your first question, uh, there is uh, some scripture that helps inform what happened during that time, and it's unfortunate that a passage is misused to describe, you know, because we aren't told exactly what was happening, we're not told how long it was, we're not told, uh, we don't, there's a lot of information we're not given, and whenever there's silence, uh, people love to fill the silence with things that aren't biblical, um, but the way, the path that I believe happened with the death of Jesus is he was buried, and after he was buried, and really what that means is he was sealed, he was wrapped in cloth, sealed in a tomb, um, that his that was his body was there. Uh, and after, so his body was put into the tomb. Prior to that, the Bible says that he cries out on the cross, you know, um, receive my spirit, and he is um, exiting his body, and there is a passage 
that says that he ascended on high, but before that, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says, He who descended is the one into the lower parts of the earth. He is the one who ascended far above the heavens. And so remember, putting pieces together, we know that prior to the death and resurrection of Jesus, there was a temporary place um, in the afterlife that we know as Abraham's bosom is how it's described. Jesus describes it in two place, two sections. There is um, the good side, paradise, and the difficult side, torments. And prior to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, remember the sins of the old covenant believers were only covered, they were not removed. So many people believe that they went to this place of Abraham's bosom on the good side, um, and again, they're in the eternal state. They're in a place of um, excited uh, waiting. They're in a place of um, leaving their bodies and awaiting the fullness of Messiah. They, m- many believe, and I, I'm one of them, that Jesus went and released them from Abraham's bosom, leaving the unbelieving uh, men and women in torments, uh, which we would call today hell or Hades, which at the end of the age will be thrown into the lake of fire for eternal uh, damnation. And those in torments are only awaiting their final judgment, while those in paradise were awaiting the death and resurrection of Jesus. So now that now that, that has happened, Jesus emptied. So he went into, you could say, Hades, to that temporary holding place. But it wasn't hell in the sense that he fought the devil. and Because the devil's not in Hades um, today. The he's Bible says that he's around. roaming about. Um, the earth, seeking whom he might devour. Um, So he's not there, but there was a group of people waiting in this temporary place uh, in Abraham's bosom in the paradise section so that they might now be in the presence of God. So we're not told exactly when in the three days that happened, but I think it happened immediately uh, upon his death. He took his last breath on earth, and he went and released it. And I think it was instantaneous. I don't I don't think he set up a 45-minute Bible study, and I think that all of his actions, like Noah, remember, all of his actions yeah. preached righteousness, and I think that it happened like that, um, into the presence of the Father, awaiting his return, the end of the age, and then the culmination of all history. Is that possibly where the Catholics got the idea of purgatory from, then? Yeah, but there's also I um yes and no. I think that there's a passage in the Apocrypha that actually is more of a specific um teaching. Let me see if I can find that. I haven't thought about it in a while. Um Yeah, like you I know, said, there's it's a one of those few... things where you, I didn't even think about it until I heard someone say something and then it's like, wait a minute, where did you get that from? Yeah, and they got that from, you know, false teachings. I, I think that there's the hyper-charismatic uh, movement, the, the um, especially the, the prosperity, those that are in the prosperity realm. Um, this is a popular teaching for them. It, it gives that sense that Jesus is victorious, and he even went to hell and kicked the devil's butt. And, and, and it's, it's just a man-centered 
view. It's really not a Bible-centered view at all. They twist the scriptures. And whoever put that together with universalism, I'm, I haven't heard that combined before, but the idea that that's all tied together and you're going to get one more shot at it, and that even when Jesus went in this case and they got one more shot, it's not true. Um, it couldn't be clearer that this is the, this is the life we decide this one and only life. There are many chances, I believe, uh, in this life, um, but not after death. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's um, a great well, question. Yeah, thank if you, you do have time, I also <clears throat> just, um, I don't know if you could, uh, just a quick prayer, prayer request. Um, I sure. Will be, my family and I are relocating uh, to the East Coast and just, um, uh, you know, my wife's already got a job, but I'll be looking for a job and we got, you know, two girls and two dogs and just, you know, hoping for safe travels. Everything well, let's pray. going to work out. Well, it's a great time to look for a job. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it sounds like uh, I've talked to a few people and it sounds like there's lots of jobs available. Yes. Well, Father, I pray for Dustin as they uh, pick up and, and head off into the East Coast. I, I, I'm reminded how you move people around and and how you are, you know, you, you have this family there and this family here and that family over there, and you rearrange um, our lives. You know, your word says a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So I pray that into Dustin's life, that you would indeed uh, direct his steps, that you would open doors for employment to take care of his family, uh, to, to have a new established um, beachhead on the East Coast, and not only a job, more importantly, God, a place to live, a job, a community, but more importantly than that is a home a church family where they can thrive and grow uh, and continue to be used in incredible ways in a new context. So I pray uh, that you would uh, go before Dustin and his family and provide for him and all the needs in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, I actually, um, I was using your... Um church finder through calvary um to yes. see what's out there and uh, where are you going there's, exactly there's a few we haven't quite nailed it down i'm going out to look at a few places here i leave sunday come back monday sort of thing and um okay. there there's a few in the dc area and a couple in like arlington uh in for um virginia there um so gonna go look and see what they actually look like because we don't like the idea of just sight unseen yeah. online pictures um, oh, absolutely and hopefully sign a lease uh before i come back um go from there um so, yeah just gonna so, like you you know you're just trying just gonna put it in god's hands and trust him because i know he's got a perfect plan and uh he he wants what's best for us and he knows that better than we do yes yeah, so let me give you a connection out there um because it also is very helpful to call local trusted churches because they know what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a trusted connection in Leesburg, Virginia. Leesburg. I know he's, yeah, I know he's super, that's super close to DC. Um, okay. And it, it's called Cornerstone Chapel. Corner. And the pastor there is Chapel. Gary Hamrick. And here I'll just, since you're writing down, let me see here. Let me give you, see if I can find, here's a phone number, 703. Seven seven one. Seven seven one. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Awesome. Thank you so much. 
So I know if you call them and, and you say, hey, we're thinking about relocating, this is the general area, they have relationships. I, I, I know Gary personally. Um, I'm not a close friend with him, but I have fr- mutual friends. Super neat guy, great Bible teacher, um, uh, one of the original Calvaries on the East Coast. And you call them, they'll be able to say, hey, you know, there's a great church over here or uh, try this over there. Or even sometimes, you know, don't go there because things changed um, and it's not just in name only. So I know that they can help you wherever you're heading in that area. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of been outside of the house. That's actually been one of my bigger concerns than even yes. the job. <laughs> well, well, let me just say, uh, and I, I'm I'm grateful that you said that because I've seen over the years a lot of people leave, uh, move on, think things happen in their life, and they relocate, and they they don't check for the church first. And I have seen families disintegrate. Because there's, you know, there's trauma. You you might have moved before, but if you haven't, there's trauma in the move. There's warfare, spiritual warfare in the move. It's 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 an assault. It's a beautiful, exciting time. I mean, me, my family moved here to Colorado. Uh, very exciting, but it was everything was different, and the enemy likes to take advantage of that. And if it wasn't for the believers here and connecting with other believers right away and having that that strong fellowship. Man, I, I don't know what would happen. And I've seen families disintegrate. I mean, I, I've, I've watched it from a distance where, like, now, I'm, now I ask straight up, do you have a church? I don't, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where you work. But you better have a church family that you're comfortable with so that you can settle in during the, the warfare. So I think that's for other people listening in, too. A lot of people moving around well, right now. And for me to know, too, because this will be the first big move like this, you know, in-state. I've done that several times, but... Yes, to a completely different state. That's that's going to be new. It's culture shock. It's like a you're you're like a missionary. Um, uh, even though it's in the states, you you're going to a totally different part of the country with a totally different way of doing things. You it, it will be unfamiliar uh, practically, and then on the spiritual realm, you know you just feel like you're imbalanced and. Um, you're leaving friends and family and, and all of that. But the Lord will be with you, so that's the positive side. You know, the Lord will be with you. He's in this. There's yeah. a lot to learn. You know, when my kids came, we made it a big adventure. We're like, let's go check it out. You know, let's take a step of faith. The worst th- thing that can happen is we just come back. Um, obviously, 21 years, uh, we haven't gone back yet, but that's the worst thing. <laughs> you know, the worst thing that can happen, really, actually, the worst thing that can happen is that we don't obey God, and that's the yeah. key. Well, and I, I definitely know he, um, you know, there's been a lot leading up to this where um, it's, it's a big opportunity for my wife that um, I feel like has been a long time coming for her. Um, she's had to deal with a lot of things, and yeah. in the end, she ended up with multiple offers and pretty much got to kind of pick what she wanted after a lot of runarounds. So um, it's definitely already been a blessing, and um, it's exciting, um, but also a little scary. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But the Lord will be with you. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, we're coming up to the end of the first half already. And uh, just a real shout out to those of you that are thinking of moving and um, it, it, the the choice of a church can't be this third or fourth choice. And and I really love what Dustin's doing. He's gonna He's doing his homework. He's heading out. Of course, the new job precipitated the move. I don't mean that. 
but I do mean that the new job gets the attention, a new house gets the attention, new church or new school, new sports leagues, and then church. You know, we'll we'll find a church when we get there. Um, I've seen I've seen that work, but I've also seen it be disastrous. So as a pastor and even as a friend, I say please find a church first. Even now with you know, with everything online, you can check it out online. You can make phone calls online. You can listen to services. Because if you can't receive from the pastor, then you don't belong in that church. Like the pastor is the tool that God uses to infuse the word of God in you. You want to receive, you want, you, hey, when we get back, I'll, I'll go through a few things that I tell people uh, to look for when they're looking for a church. Um, and what I think is super important. Uh, of course, I already gave you the big one, number one, but I'll give you a couple more when we get back. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live, live from Grace FM here in Colorado. Uh, Welcome everyone on Hope FM, Truth FM, everyone listening online. We are grateful that you've chosen to spend some time with us. It's very fruitful. Uh, Open lines 303-690-3000. Text us 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. Grateful that you have joined us. Hey, I want to let you know, especially you pastors, leaders, elders, a couple things I want to let you know. Number one, our Refresh Conference is just a couple months away. This is open to everyone that serves in the church. We want to encourage you. We want to bless you. We want to give you gifts. Refresh. That's why we call it Refresh. I think this is our 11th year uh, with a break here or there, but our 11th year. I remember the planning session for this conference like it was yesterday. And the idea of the word refresh, uh, one of the brothers here, Alan, uh, suggested that word and it stuck. And the verse that we use is in Acts where, you know, after repentance, times of refreshing come and we want to refresh you. That's why we call it. So it is a ministry conference open to Sunday school teachers, open to pastors, leaders, your elders, your men and women you're raising up, anyone that's serving in the church. We want you to come. It's here at Calvary Church. And yes, people are flying out to this from around the country. So I know you're listening to this somewhere else. Uh, We've got local deals with hotels. And it is more than just what it was when we started. It's a regional conference. Of course, it started inviting our family of churches, Calvary Chapel. uh, But it is far more than that. Uh, it is a it is a national. We, I don't think we've had anyone come in internationally yet. Maybe from Canada or Mexico. I'm not sure, but uh, but it is a conference that you want to. It's a conference, but it's not really a conference. We we fly speakers in. We we have uh, special worship. We have. It's just a time to take a breath. And don't we need it? We had it last year during. Uh, COVID. We we did have it in October. We said, yep, we got to have it. And yes, we followed the face coverings and all of the, the requirements, most of the requirements. Um, we were very careful, uh, but we had it. We needed it. Um, just like we needed to be open, we needed it. 
this year a little different. Uh, already the uh, registrations already filling up. So here's the deal. Go to our website, calvaryco.church slash refresh. calvaryco.church slash refresh. All the info you need is there. All the registration info is there. We have a very special free gift to the people that register early. Um, we only buy, I think, to the first 600 people, and we are well past the halfway mark on registration. So we want to put these gifts in your hand. We we always make everything in our bookstore uh, at cost. We open up our, our resurrection coffee. We come together. We we sing a lot. We study a little, and we seek the Lord together. Uh, and it, it's it's a fan, it's a fresh. It's different. Uh, it's different. It's not like a slam you all day with Bible studies. I have nothing wrong with that. I love Bible study, uh, but it's just not that kind of conference. Uh, it's got fellowship. You know, like one year we brought in Passion Worship from from Georgia. Every year's different. Refresh conference here at Calvary, October first and second, and you just go calvaryco.church. Co stands for Colorado. Calvaryco.church slash refresh. Um, and then secondly, for anyone that is a pastor, leader, elder, or your you want to grow in your leadership, I'm going to give you a personal gift. This is not a radio contest. I'm going to give you a personal gift. So for the first three people that text me, you have to be in a safe place to text, but you say, hey, send me that book. We just published a brand new book. It's called Sure and Steady, Learning and Growing in Pastoral Ministry. It's not just for pastors. It's to train leaders. It's a little workbook that we put together to help you understand the gravity of serving God in a high-level responsibility in the church. I want to give it to you as a gift, give it to you for your church, give it to you if you want to give it to your pastor as a tool for the first three people that text 720-336-0897. I'm going to personally give you a gift, send it to you. It's not a radio contest. It's just me giving gifts. So I'm, I've am i got the text thing open. Um, just give me your info and... Uh, so I've got, here's one that's just come through. Uh, so Scott, go ahead and send me your address, same text message. So the next two people that ask for it will get it. It's called Sure and Steady. You can check. Wait, I don't think we put it in our inventory. Let me just check real quick. I don't want to send you there. And then I don't know that we've done it yet, but let me just double check. You can get it where books are sold. Uh, because we're non-coms, I'm not mentioning the famous bookstore online, but you know what it is. It's there. All of our books are there, actually. Um, but let me just check. Let me see here. It's called Sure and Steady. It is. It's in our inventory. So you can go to calvaryco.store, calvaryco.store, and uh, you can get it there. Um, and you could pick it up at the church, or we could ship it to you. Um, but... Um, Let's see here. Let's see here. Okay, number the second one is gone and the third one is gone. So I will honor. Let's see here. Yep, all of them are gone. So thanks for texting. Uh, let's see. First one is Scott, then Chris, and then no name. Um, let me see. There's one last person, uh, Ryan. I will put it in the mail for you as well. Uh, I should have enough here, uh, and it's my gift to you. Uh, I will respond to these texts after the show, um, 
and get your info. Or if you're listening to me right now, I need your info. So Ryan, um, uh, so let me just respond to you by text. It is closed, everyone. It all the copies are are accounted for. Uh, so it's really good. Um, we just I got another book we just published. I'm not gonna uh, uh, not not ready. We don't have hard copies of it yet, so I'm not ready to um, to announce it. But we've been uh, putting resources. Here's the reason: uh, not because I'm some pro- prolific author. I'm not. I'm just a pastor with a good team surrounding me. Um, but I really believe the future, and I want you to consider this: the future of ministry will be eye to eye, face to face. And these books and pamphlets and these tools will be available to you uh, because you're going to be connecting with people. You're, you're going to be talking to people, and these are going to be tools. Uh, so we actually put out a couple of smaller, what we call mini books, uh, what they used to call what with what they used to call um, uh, pamphlets, but they're a little bit larger. Uh, so we want to. Um, uh, make these resources, not just sending a link in an email, not just pointing someone to a website, but I believe the future, at least in the near future, maybe in the long future, that um, you will um, be connecting with people personally. So uh, be looking for these things. Um, And I was just at uh, Colorado Springs this last weekend, uh, we were <clears throat> uh, blessed to be with you guys down there, um, and I shared a message uh, and brought our book, God's Help for the Troubled Heart, and uh, just a lot of pain in the church today. Everywhere I go, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of fear, a lot of different, um, a lot of different difficulties. So. Um, the Lord blessed us at the right time. Um, you know, the book is not about grief. It's about pain, although it was born out of my own personal grief and the loss of my son and the difficulty surrounding that loss. Uh, it's not a book about me. It's a book about the Lord and his faithfulness and the goodness of God and his reliability and his his love, his care, his concern. God is so good to us. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, taking your calls and your questions. Let's go back to Greg in Loveland. Greg, welcome to the program. How's it going, Pastor Ed? Going great. What's going on? Uh, a lot. I don't know if you remember me, but I called about six or seven months ago because my wife's car was stolen outside of our work in Loveland. Oh, man, I do remember. Yeah, well, it's been a living hell since then, Pastor Ed. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I got addicted to drugs again after being five years clean. Oh. Threw, my life, threw my life down the hole in a matter of weeks. Yes. I need some prayer. Well, where are you at today? Homeless, living in a motel with my wife and puppy and daughter, but she can't come stay with us no more, so she's staying with her dad. Okay. It's all my fault. Yeah. It is. 
I'm lost. It is, but God is God. God is able to get you back up this time too. I know it's painful and the consequences are going to be hard, but God is able to get you back up on this one too. Yeah, I know. I just, well, Father, I pray for my 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 friend. I know that he's in a real bad spot, um, a real challenging time, and I'm grateful, Lord, that he's still in a place where he can call and ask for help, where he can recognize where he's at. Uh, and the reality of of the essence of his relationship with you, I pray God that you would grab hold of him, you would restore to him that which the enemies tried to steal, to kill and destroy him, bring bring clarity to him, Lord, in these t- trying times. And and you know as he's as he's wrestling with difficulties, Lord, keep him from drugs and keep him from alcohol, keep him from those things that are destructive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I need I need help for sure, Ed. Um, but right now, my situation, being homeless with my wife and daughter and puppy, yeah. like I shouldn't be in this position. Like, of course. Like you just said it yourself, demonic forces have taken yeah. over my life, dude, making me do things that I would never normally do. Never. Like be homeless with my wife and daughter living in a motel. Well, let me... And let I, me let me help you with that, though. The de- demonic forces aren't making you do this. You have chosen to open yourself up to these influences. And Correct. you're doing it because you're hurt. You're doing it because you're scared. You've done it because you're mad. Um, there's a lot of emotional responses. you know. And it's, it's, it's not unusual. Unfortunately for you, when you go back to your flesh, it's super destructive. But when we face trauma, we face rejection, we face increasing fears... Almost always, if we're not walking in the spirit, we go to the flesh, and it's just it just stinks that your flesh is hyper destructive. Yeah, and and so I just and I'm I'm trying I'm trying everything not everything in my power, but I've been trying really hard to get a place to live for us, and it's just like I'm blacklisted from everything around me and anything that I want to do, and I can't I'm not able to do it. It always works out to where I can't. I don't get what I need, like a place to live. Like I've filled out applications and wasted money after money and money and money on application fees and yeah. trying to get into a place and just it goes south every single time. I, I can't well, explain it. It could be there because yeah, I mean, my felonies on my record or whatever the, the situation is. But there's a couple of things that that you know is happening, but it but it's good to hear out loud. It's going to be harder because of bad decisions. We know that. It's going to be more painful. And this is a warning to everyone else out there that would choose to go this route, like thinking this is the solution. It's just going to make things worse and harder. However, that's the bad news. The good news is is that when you do get into the place, you will be you will be able to give God all the glory for his miraculous work in your life that despite the odds and everything against you, the Lord is faithful. And and so you, you're going to call back. I, I promise you, you're going to call back with victory. Um, it's probably going to be covered in a lot of pain, but you're going to call back with victory, and we're going to rejoice with you. And I'm afraid I know what that pain is, and I don't want it to happen. I know. I don't want it to happen either. I'm sorry, man. I'm fair. Oh, Father, I pray for this these this brokenness in my brother, Lord, and just the 
the reality of, of where he's at. I pray that you would comfort him and, um, and help him Lord to face the difficulty. And Lord, I pray specifically that you would show mercy on him, mercy that he doesn't get what he deserves, that you would hold back and show favor with somebody that's renting and somebody that's in a place that they can help and get this brother into a place. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, brother, stay in touch with us. And uh, there's, you know, there's a Calvary in Loveland uh, really close to you. It's, it says you're calling in from Loveland. I'd give them a call and see if, um, see, start there and see if the Lord might open a door with, um, with the fellowship there at Calvary Chapel in Loveland. They're super close. All right, 303-690-3000. So I wanted to say real quickly, um, things to look for in a church um, that we were talking about earlier. Number one, you want to be in a church that the pastor, when he teaches, he teaches, you receive the word of God from the pastor. Um, And of course, from my perspective, I would add that the pastor in the church teaches the Bible all the way through the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. The word that we use to describe that is called expositional teaching. Calvary chapels, that's what we do. It's what we were trained to do. Even though we do series from time to time, we teach through the Bible. So you know that in Calvary chapels, what makes us distinct as well is we also believe in the present open work of the Holy Spirit in all his fullness. Uh, We don't believe some gifts died uh, with the first generation of believers that the Holy Spirit just all of a sudden said, I'm going to give you this, but you're not going to give you this anymore. We don't believe that. We have a balanced approach biblically, um, teaching the Bible open to the Holy Spirit. But if if you're sitting in a church and the pastor just kind of, you know, teaches about the current movies of the day and slaps a verse on it, I'm just telling you, that's not going to help you. I mean, it's better, I guess, than no verse, but when the, let's look at this latest movie and show you some clips of the latest movie, get your popcorn. I mean, it's a novelty to attract people to their church, but seriously, that that isn't going to change your life. And, you know, to the pastors buying these programs and these packages, stop it. Give the people the word of God. And here's what happens. Pastors go, oh, no, you don't understand. If I teach the Bible, and then people won't come to my church. Now, that's not true. That's just not true. Um, you know, it might be different. You might have different people, like people looking, well, but if I don't do the movie thing, the church down the street will do the movie thing. Yeah, but both of you are going to be at the Bema seat answering to God for your for your pastoral care of the church. Like, you don't you want to say, oh, we were, we did, what, what did you teach? And obviously God knows what you taught, but let's just say, what did you teach? Well, you know, we taught how Marvel movies are in the Bible. They're not. They're not. Marvel movies are not in the Bible. They might be fun. I'm starting to learn about the different worlds of Marvel movies myself. They might be fun and interesting stories, but they're not Bible stories, period. End of story. They might have some characteristics of heroism and, you know, laying your life down for each other, but. Jeez, that people need the word, and you need to be in a church that teaches the word. Number two, you also need to look around the church and say, "Is this where I? Is this the church that God wants me to raise my family in?" And just understand that every local church is different in the local context. 
And then thirdly, you, you want to have that confirmation that God has called you there. And, and that's, I, I believe personally that we don't get to pick our own churches. It's a personal opinion. You don't have to agree with it. Um, it's a personal opinion, but I, I just don't find the consumerism that we exist today in the Bible where, well, I'm, I've got this, I want this in a church, this, this, and this. And, and then what do you have for this? And what do you have for this? No, God would put you, I mean, imagine being in Corinth. I was talking to somebody about this. Imagine being in Corinth and that was the church you needed. To, you, there was only one church in Corinth and that was it. And you go, well, you know, that they've got this problem, that problem, that problem. We're going to leave the church. Well, you didn't have a choice. There was no other church to go to. This is the one uh, at that time. And and this consumerism, I just, it's infiltrated our hearts and minds. And um, I remember the first time back in the school where this guy came up to me. This was years ago. I, I was green as green could be. I didn't, the days when I didn't know things like this existed, but he came up, took a piece of paper out and he said, well, pastor, I came to your church today. We're looking for 10 things. And, you know, and I'm, I don't, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but you know, he's got this list out and you did this, you did this, you did this, and you didn't do this and you didn't do this. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I didn't know people came to churches with checklists and I'm like, well, I don't see us changing anytime soon. Uh, this is what we do. And if you visited our church 20 years ago in the school uh, and you visited today, with few exceptions, we're doing the exact same thing that we did there. We're singing relevant contemporary songs. I'm opening the Bible and teaching it. We're fellowshipping together. Uh, The building's different. The size is different. A lot of things are different. People are different. But we're still doing the same thing because God blesses his word. And so find a church. Receive from the pastor. You know, there's make sure the pastor's teaching the Bible, um, open to the work of the Holy Spirit. Is this the church home for me? But ultimately, is this where God wants me? And that'll give you confidence for the future. 303-690-3000. Oh, here we go. Um, let's see. In Parker, line one, Felicia, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. My heart breaks for that brother before us. I know. Very hard. Stinking sin. Um, I hate sin. Um, My question is about um, prophecy. Okay. And the gift of prophecy. And I know that a lot of it can be taken out of context these days. Um, A lot of things are taken out of biblical context these days. So I'm just curious, biblically speaking... um, how have you experienced prophetic words in your life yeah, that's a for great, people? That's a great question. Pro, I, I believe the ministry of the prophetic word is very important and valid today. A word that's spoken in due season, a word that is spoken to the person, the moment, the situation. A, a true prophet is going to speak forth the word of God, you know, because we're in the new covenant now and the new covenant gift of prophecy is different than the old covenant gift of prophecy. In the old covenant, remember prophets foretold the future. They gave forth a a direct line from God in speaking to the people. But today we have the word of God. So most of the prophetic ministry today, uh, even though it's twisted, even though the charismatic side of the church has just made it something that it's not. This is is an amazing question that you ask because, because the Bible couldn't be clearer 
Um, and and I'll I, we've got a few minutes, but I, I I saw an article the other day that said, and this guy's trying to say why all the prophets that predicted Trump was going to win the presidency and that he was going to come back in at a particular day. You know how they kept going once they declared. Yeah. A, a loss and they said oh no he's coming back in a month no he's coming back in two months and then this guy wrote an article and on a popular christian website that said why these guys are not false prophets they are absolutely a million percent false prophets one jillion percent false prophets there's there's no excuse for this nonsense they made a pr- precise prediction they took money for it they exposed and exploited people over it it didn't happen. It didn't happen once. Didn't happen twice. They should be completely thrown out of ministry. They're liars, and they're fortunate right. that they're not in the old covenant. That they'd be stoned to death, but they, at the very least, should be rejected. But instead, because of the world, that particular side of the church, like, oh no, it wasn't really. They kind of this, and no, it's all nonsense. And that's not prophecy. That is not true. Uh, that is not a true word of prophecy that's described in the new covenant. And the good news is, is that we teach through the Bible here. So we dealt with this in depth when we went through Romans chapter 12. Uh, And we looked at what does the Bible have to say about this particular uh, gift? Uh, And it's a good one. Uh, But the the simple definition uh, that I used uh, for prophecy is a person, a man or a woman that is declaring the truth, and I I use this definition, God has given some men and women in the church the supernatural ability to take his word and cause it to shine. And what we see today, this foretelling, is truly, if if at all, it is a rarity uh, of the gift of prophecy, but rather God is taking his written word and gifting someone to apply it specifically into their lives. And it happens in my life all the time. I believe I operate in this all the time. I operate it when I'm teaching the Bible, and maybe in my notes I put something that God inspired me to share at that time. Uh, There'll Mm -hmm. be times when I'm teaching and I say, I really believe this is a word from the Lord, and and then we're expounding on a text. But it happened to me personally. I just sent a text out when I was down in, in Colorado Springs last week the, the worship leader at the end of the service shared a word, um, just an encouragement, um, and I took it as a prophetic word into my life that I've been meditating on this week, just waiting to see how God is going to bring it to pass. But the idea of the charismatic side of things, um, I don't believe that's a valid exercise of the gift. Like speaking um, buildings or foreseeing houses or things like that. Of, it's like nonsense. material nature. I, I like that. I've come across a lot of that, but I've also come across the opposite side, what you were explaining, where somebody spoke into, like, they came up to me directly and knew that the word they had received was for me. And it was, it was basically telling me that I needed to stay on the path that it was on mm. and yes. that it, and that I needed to, um, that I was, going the right direction, and I had been questioning if I was going the right direction because I had made a mistake along the way. Sure. I believe God will send people into our lives with encouragement, with exhortation, with a prophetic word, with a scripture, but the idea of, um, oh, the Lord's given me a vision that you're going to have a house, and, um, you know, thank you. 
thank you. It's that's not really what I need right now. You know, the like can can you imagine somebody listening to the radio right now that might have that persuasion? They hear this brother on the radio uh, and say he's homeless. Oh, the Lord's giving me a vision that you're going to have a house. Well, you know what, bro? Just help him pay his rent today. Like um, right. this. Like maybe there is a house, but the brother's hurting today. So what? I think the Holy Spirit's wanting to comfort him in the moment. Um, you know, this could be a whole show in and of itself. It could even be a, bro- a podcast episode because it tick. You could tell it really ticks me off because it's manipulative, it's yeah. harmful, it misrepresents the character and nature of God. You know, it misrepresents the ministry of Jesus Christ. It misrepresents the Holy Spirit, and it turns people off to. The, a reality of a God who loves them and cares for them and can speak into their lives. He does. I believe it with a thousand percent of my heart. Well, I appreciate you answering that and sharing your experience. Um, my husband and I um, are blessed with people around us that um, that definitely walk in that. Um, but at the same time, we're we I we're new. Like I mean, yes. Five, you know, five years here and, you know, a couple of years there, but like, it's still new to us. We're still taking in the Bible. So, um, we want to walk. I, I don't know. We want to tread carefully, so to speak. Yes. Um, and not For encouraging sure. the wrong direction of, of you, speaking. You're going to make mistakes. You know, you're going to stumble along the way. Um, but a good handle of the scriptures. And so I'd encourage you, go to our app or our website and go go do, um, go through the study where I go through not only all the spiritual gifts, but all the spiritual manifestations. And we look at all of that, the work of the Holy Spirit. And I know that if you just listen to the studies in Romans, you will know not only what your gift is, but how to use it. But we got to go. Thanks for waiting. Right, Thanks for the thank call. You. Bless God you. Bless. Alrighty. You hear the music. We'll be uh, back next time. The Lord bless you, encourage you, strengthen you. Uh, We love you guys. Next time we be together, the Lord will be with us talking about the things of the Lord. See you at church this weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.